Today's podcast and the following message are brought to you by Revolution Parts. The number one way for new car dealers to sell parts online, Revolution Parts offers streamlined tools and solutions for driving profit in the fixed ops department. If you're ready to take advantage of all the revenue channels in your dealership, talk to the parts commerce experts at Revolution Parts. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com forward slash rev parts. Revolution Parts makes selling parts and accessories online simple, easy, and profitable for your dealership. No techie knowledge needed. Hey, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, well, I'm a Game of Thrones nut, so that's, that's, that's my jam. The robots are listening. The robots are listening. All right, we've made it. Welcome, everyone, to the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. That is our new name for our live weekly webcast on how we are connected and the way we get around. I'm Ryan Girardi. Thank you so much for joining us. Today is Wednesday, July 31st. Happy Hump Day to you and World Ranger Day. That's right. Today is World Ranger Day. So we're streaming live as we always do. And if you are here on the live stream, we appreciate that. It is great to have you. Be sure to say hello. Let us know that you are here. I'll be checking in on those momentarily. If you're viewing the video replay, then that's great too. You can still hit the like button and leave a comment and let us know you stopped in. And everyone that does uh, you know, check in with the show, whether it's live or the video replay, or if you're listening on the podcast right now, uh, you can just let us know and you'll automatically be entered to win uh, any one of our contests. So right now we're promoting Digital Dealer Conference and Expo, the 27th Digital Dealer. And I have some announcements uh, around that to share. And so you can automatically be entered to win a pair of uh, tickets to that conference. And then my guest today, who's Bart Wilson from Driving Sales, will be talking about our new partnership as well. And you'll have a chance to uh, win some complimentary passes to the Driving Sales Executive Summit. So Bart will be on here in just a moment. But as I mentioned, it is World Ranger Day and around the globe, park rangers are on the front line and in the fight to protect our natural heritage and World Ranger Day offers a chance to support their vital work, which ranges from environmental campaigning to education. And the day is also an opportunity to pay tribute to rangers who have lost their lives in the line of duty. So it's estimated there are more than 100,000 reserves and parks and protected areas around the world. And here's a trivia question for you. What is the oldest national park? So I'll ask you, who are tuned in live to try and remind me or to try to guess uh, what the oldest national park is. And uh, World Ranger Day is organized by the International Ranger Federation. It was first held in 2007. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, today's show is, we're going to have a kind of a fixed ops focused on today's show. And so, uh, we're, you know, we have strategic partnerships with different brands around the industry. And today's show is brought to you by Fixed Ops Digital. Uh, it's no secret that people are keep, uh, that it's no secret that people are keeping their vehicles longer. And as vehicle sales soften and profit margins continue to tighten, your dealership success will greatly depend on your ability to increase service 
revenue while focusing on long-term customer retention. And I talk about this a lot. It's you got the long-term aspect. You got to keep your eye on the short term. So at Fixed Ops Digital, they specialize in online marketing for service and parts, collision and tires. And they're also known as the creators of Dealer Wallet, which is a digital conversion tool designed for dealerships to service customers with a digital first experience. So support our sponsors who support us, who support you and go to uh, fixedapsdigital.com for more information. So let's do this. Bart, you're waiting patiently in the wings. Let's go ahead and get your camera going. There you are. Hello. Hey, how you doing, uh, Ryan? You see it? Uh, you are here. So w- welcome, to, uh, welcome to AC on Air. Hey, thank you so much. And just, just I want to throw my hat in the ring. I think it was Yosemite. So that, that's my, that's my guess. But, but, you know, we'll see. So you knew that off the top of your head? Uh, I, I, don't, is, I don't know if it's right or not, but, but that would be my guess. Well, you are correct. So ding, 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 ding. You are a winner. Good. good. And if anyone else guessed it, I'll check again. I'll check the notes notes in a few minutes. Um, so as I mentioned, Bart's uh, the director of operations and media at driving sales. Uh, driving sales is the auto industry's largest employee network. And it's a lot of things, a lot of new stuff going on. And I'm starting to sense some pretty good buzz already around the, the annual executive summit, the in fact, the tenth annual executive summit. Yep, uh, it's our tenth. We've been we've been doing this for uh, for a few years. So let's do this. Um, I'm going to share my screen. I'll bring up the uh, the the driving sales website because it looks kind of new. Um, and maybe you could spend just a minute walking us uh, what's kind of what's new at driving sales. Well, for, yeah. First of all, uh, we've uh, you know we've we've revised and retooled our human capital management platform, which lets um, individual employees kind of develop and, and, and grow in their careers. And we're all about people optimization. And so what you're starting to see from the community standpoint is kind of where we're, we're uh, enveloping into this entire uh, human capital management branch. Um, it will get uh, more and more um, evolved as we go. Uh, this is just a, a simple boilerplate at the, at the head, uh, but you will start to see more and more changes as, um, as we go to what we would call, you know, maybe, uh, I guess we're probably on like version six of, of the, the community has changed quite a bit over the past few years, but yeah, we're, uh, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're excited. We've got a lot of stuff working uh, on that side of the house. So I see the site's broken down. So HCM is human capital management, which looks like it brings up kind of a new or its own area that's separate from, because you got a blog, you have vendor ratings, you have a form. It's really a lot going on. Yeah. And, and if, you, if you take a look at those, um, those six little uh, items in the nav bar, it's all about developing yourself as, as an employee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, learning networks or the community is a great way to, to share content that, that is, is really relevant and current. Um, and, I, and then, you know, we also have, uh, you know, a curriculum that uh, a little bit more sticky, a little bit more process driven, um, you know, events and all these different products all, you know, fall under that umbrella of, you know, optimizing your people. So in the library, we don't have to go into these, but maybe speak briefly to what each of these sections offers. Sure. So the human capital management is, is a, a, uh, it's actually a learning management system that we've built, uh, a platform to, to help you take someone from orientation all the way to 
to promotion and growth. Um, so it provides uh, uh, different opportunities to do performance reviews, to coach your people, to assign training based on their needs. Um, and it is fed with uh, the library. So that is where we have our, our, our university, if you will, our online training content where we, we kind of go over um, some of the uh, important things individuals need to know. It's all fueled, uh, obviously, by the research that we do. Analytics is, is a tool that lets you uh, benchmark your, your performance against um, other uh, uh, dealers who have, who have su- submitted their analytics. And, you know, we provide this for NADA. Um, so you can actually see where you are in relation to, to uh, other dealers across the country and specific demographics. Um, the community is, as you said before, that's where um, it's our learning network for just for professionals in automotive. So you can get in there, interact and post and look at uh, some topics on things that are impacting automotive right now. Um, you see, we've, we've, we've got some, some different uh, posts and comments going. Uh, the one that I'm really excited to kind of pursue is, is this, uh, you know, individual uh, social for salespeople and, and, and how to how to help promote brand. There's been a lot of discussion on how much is a dealership brand that needs to be emphasized versus an, indiv- versus an individual brand. And obviously there's a hybrid or a mix of both, uh, but, but, but we've got that going on. Mm-hmm. Um, vendor ratings, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, for those of you who know it's G2, for the, those of you that don't, we'll call it the Yelp of, the, of vendors for automotive. So we let dealers rate and review their vendors so other vendors can go in and, uh, excuse me, other dealers can go in and, and leverage that. And and each one of those reviews is actually verified by by someone on our staff. We, we okay. make sure they're as legit as possible. And then obviously at the at the very end of it, you've got events, you know, over live events that we do uh, to, to do the same thing, to help individuals grow. And we're going to get into one of these articles. In fact, it's sitting right here. We're going to get into that uh, in a few moments. But let's segue into... Uh, driving sales. So we've got the 10th uh, annual executive summit. So that means the first one was in 2009. And I know we're doing a different venue this year because has it been at the Bellagio since day one? Actually, we started at the Hard Rock and it was real. it was a pretty small event and, and okay. it's slowly grown. We, we then moved to the Encore in the Wind. And, you know, one of the things that, that we that we like to think is that uh, we we want to model our events over like the utmost or the highest that we can get in as far as accommodations and, and venues. So uh, we moved to the Bellagio. We stayed at the Bellagio for, I bet we did seven there. Okay. And um, it, it's a great event, it's a great venue, but we decided to try the Aria this year. I just got back from a site visit on their new conference uh, wing that they built. And it's, it's, it's legit. It's pretty cool. So we're yeah. excited to move there and, and to kind of grow and expand uh, the event. And we've got some cool stuff to announce around, uh, around the event. I'm going to bring up the website um, real quick while we're talking. Um, so we're moving to the ARIA. And I, where did those speakers go? You, got, you guys always bring in, I would say, what I like about driving sales, you're always looking to bring in you know, thought leaders and personalities from other, from other industries. So here, I've got the page up here. You've got John Rossman, who was formerly with Amazon. Um, tell us about him and what he's going to be, uh, be speaking on. Well, as we started to put together the agenda, based on what's going on in, in a lot of with automotive, um, I, I, I think that there's this, there's this shift that's happening to what we'll, we'll 
will define right now as an omni experience. Um, it's bigger than just an, a digital retailing or omni channel on the sales side of the house. This really is a shift from the whole organization to beginning it to where people can conduct business where and how they want. Um, and, and it's so, it, it, it may be in theory easy to talk about, but it's also so easy to break. Uh, when you think about some of the, the big box retailers and how they're trying to incorporate this Omni experience, you know, it's hard to deliver sometimes on that. And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to bring in John Rossman, who built and launched Amazon's Marketplace. And the Marketplace accounts for over 50% of Amazon's units sold. And as I was on the phone with him, kind of walking through um, the, the state of automotive, he said, it's important for businesses to define what it means to be a business today. Um, it, 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 no longer can we say, hey, your, your, your showroom is your offline real estate, your website's your online real estate. You gotta, you know, you gotta be in both places. It's really one, one contact point, one place. And regardless of whether the customer wants to do research, uh, they want to you know, conduct a purchase, they have questions, you have to build your organization to where you can conduct business in this environment. He's going to give us some really good techniques and tips on how Amazon approaches this and how they see on the experience uh, today. Okay, good. Um, I don't know what John Rossman's doing these days. I saw it said former executive. Yeah, he's, uh, he's branched off. He, he's, he has a consulting firm right now that, that works with fortune 500 companies, uh, build and builds, uh, helps them build and navigate through this. Okay. Okay. And now Jared, who uh, is the CEO of Driving Sales, really launched, launched all this. He, he's, he'll be doing his keynote. What's his focus this year? So Jared, so once again, we, we look at John giving us like that 30,000 foot view just overall from retail today. And what Jared's going to do is we're in the middle of doing a research project where we're looking at the individual touch points that a consumer goes through to transact and purchase a vehicle. Um, and these touch points need to happen regardless of if they happen online or offline, right? If, you, if you've got a trade, you need to get that trade looked at. You're going to have to sign paperwork. You need to select a vehicle. So um, we, we're working right now with a research firm, and we're talking to consumers, uh, the end customers, and we're asking them, people who bought their car the last three to six months, which steps did you do online? Which steps did you do offline? And Why? So Jared's going to be able to have this and he's going to be able to get this data and bring out the, the top three things dealers need to address right now. You know, these are maybe real big opportunities for dealers because customers want it and we're not providing it. Or, you know, here's some things that you need to be looking at in the next three to five years. It's, and we'll, we'll be able to list a framework of, you know, to, if you're looking at a digital retailing tool, for example, what are some of the, uh, the buttons or the boxes that you need to be able to check uh, to be able to make sure that this makes sense based on what consumers want. So Jared will be providing that insight from consumers um, on what they really are looking for today. Okay. So mostly research around digital retailing specifically. Uh, specifically because we have, we have customers doing that. Um, you know, obviously John's talking overall business and we'll get into that in a little bit, but Jared's is going to be specifically around the digital retailing side of it. Okay. Okay. So folks, uh, you're tuned in here to the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. This is our live weekly webcast that we do every Wednesday at uh, two o'clock central. And I'm Ryan Girardi. Uh, we've got Bart Wilson here 
from driving sales. And what we're doing is going through the upcoming driving sales executive summit, 10th annual executive summit at the Aria resort and hotel in October. And um, we're just taking a look at some of the keynote speakers. Normally we keep the show to about 30 minutes. This one will probably bleed more into the 40 minute mark. So we do appreciate you taking the time to be here. Um, I did forget to mention, uh, but I'll do it at the end of the show about how to uh, have the show sent to your phone uh, every week when we launch it. There's so many different ways to tune in and we appreciate you tuning in, whether you're live or on the recording or on the podcast. Thank you for being here. And just so you know, everyone that's, that's watching this, whether you're watching live, listening or the replay, uh, let us know that you're watching. Let us know our trivia question of what's the oldest national park, which, uh, which part guest guest, right? Um, just let us know you're tuned in and we will automatically enter you to win a pair of tickets to the upcoming uh, digital dealer conference, which is next month. And I'll speak to that in a little bit. Um, so let me go back to sharing my screen here, Bart. I think uh, Clint Pulver, he looks pretty hip from uh, a <laughs> retention expert. Clint's a trip. So what Clint Pulver does is he's known as the undercover millennial. Um, he works with organizations. He will, he will go in um, and mystery shop businesses and have a pen in his pocket with a camera on it. But Clint is not looking to purchase anything. Clint's looking for a job. Mm. So he'll go up to the receptionist desk in, in dealerships. We're going to send him out and, and, and do this for, for uh, in some dealerships. And, and he'll get an application and then he will start talking to the people that, that, that are in your organization and ask them, some questions about, hey, how, how do you like your job? How are your managers? You think you're going to be here in a few years? Um, and so he's going to be share, showing us some of the, the, uh, the, the mystery shops, if you will, that he did with dealerships, as well as provide some insight on mentorships. And, and he's really about improving the retention of your people. Um, and, and so this is different than, say, a 360 survey. A lot of times your employees in your organization, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to be candid with you because even though they, that everyone says this is anonymous and, you know, you just really want to get some feedback, uh, they, they, they don't like it. And so he's going to provide a, a fresh kind of a fresh take on that. And so uh, we're really excited to have him speak. He's a high energy guy, uh, brings a lot to the table, and he's going to provide us with some good uh, content. Cool. Yeah, that fits right in with the driving sales kind of, you know, model of uh, and, and, and messaging, really. So I like that. And it looks like he might be a drummer, too. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to save Brittany for last because for, for a specific reason. Uh, but tell us about Arnie Mollum. So Arnie, uh, if, as, we, as we look at putting this together, once again, Ryan, we're saying, okay, from an Omni experience standpoint, how do you take your dealership to where it is? To, to address all of these modern consumer expectations and, 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 and the way that the, uh, that the world is moving. Um, and one of the things that became very apparent is you have to have an organization that will follow you over the wall, right? I mean, you have to build a culture and get people on the bus that are willing to, to change and, and, to, and to evolve. And, and Arnie is going to provide some great insight. Uh, he's got a company now called Better Book Club, but in, the, in his past life, Arnie has built some companies with some pretty creative and outside-of-the-box culture um, uh, techniques, and he's going to be sharing those with us and, and walking dealers through some of the things that they need to do uh, in order to create this culture. I know it's unicorns and rainbows, or you know, it's nothing <laughs> that's 2019 edgy. 
Um, but there are a lot of ways that, that employers can do that, specifically in dealerships, to bring some of that loyalty. And, and you know, we're not talking retention at this point. We're talking about, hey, guys, let's go and actually having them have them follow you as you evolve your, your business. Okay. No, it's, it's funny you said it's, you know, it's all rainbows and unicorns because a lot of times people kind of balk or, or dismiss the idea of organizational culture. But, I mean, as we all know, the, the turnover rates and, and the auto retail level are, you know, one of the highest of, of many career choices and in industries. Uh, and I think that perpetuates the need for so much education in our industry uh, is because we have so, many, so much new talent coming in and, and obviously things are moving and evolving so quickly too. Um, I saved Brittany for last because she's with SEO Moz and MozCon just, just, uh, was just like a week or two ago. I had uh, an opportunity to look at some of the content that came out of that, which is just extraordinary, intense content that comes out of that conference. So, uh, tell us about Brittany. So, and, and you kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, Ryan, but we like to think that we're at the intersection of automotive and, and, uh, Silicon Valley. Um, you know, you mentioned Jared, that's where he's from is the Bay area. And, and, and so, um, we try to get keynote speakers from outside of retail to give you that outside of the, your 20 group perspective. Um, and one of the things that we've always done is we've always tried to bring in someone, um, from, a, you know, a search marketing perspective. Moz is the leader in, um, analytics and, and in taking a look at what Google's doing and, and how to improve your, your search. And Brittany is the senior SEL scientist for the leader. Um, she is really, really, really sharp. And what she's going to do is she's going to come in and, you know, I don't, I, as I talked to her, I, I said, I don't want you to talk about the fundamentals. We all know about Google My Business. We all know how important a keyword strategy is. What I want her to do is I want her to say, okay, now that you got it, now that you think you got the basics, what's next? What can dealers do to, to get that much further ahead of their competition, whether it be from uh, from the fixed ops perspective, from your inventory, um, you know, from building your brand, how can you set yourself apart? And so she's going to come in and provide us with some insight and research that their that their firm has has uh, has got that 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 sh- will show us some some things that we can do to, to kind of step above. Great, all all great content. I'm going to add to that. I believe I'm seeing SEO going to make a a really nice comeback that uh, over the next probably, you know, year or couple of years, I think there's a lot of pushback right now towards paid media it's, uh, of, of what you get and SEO is kind of taking a back seat. So I think it's pretty timely that you have uh, an SEO specialist that's going to be there. That's a good point. Uh, I also, just as an interjection, last year we had Darren Shaw from WhiteSpark to kind of give us some of that search insight. And he says that Google is wanting to become a transactional arm of the internet. If you go and you look right now, um, you, you can purchase a lot of things right from Google. You don't have to go to, to a, a third-party page. Sure. So about the opportunity for dealers who have their search dialed in from a fixed ops perspective um, as this grows, um, as, as we grow and it's uh, oil change um, San Diego, California, and it has some of those those featured things to show up on the search at the top uh, where you can actually schedule it right there. So I think I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think that search is going to become very, very, very important uh, as Google changes. 
What a great discussion point. We'll have to set up some sort of uh, panel about the, the transactional, I think, uh, component of Google and how it relates to dealers. And, you know, we had planned to talk about uh, f- the fixed ops component specifically today. So what I'd like to do is I'm a, I have the ARIA uh, conference uh, website up here now. This is what we were looking at yesterday. So you just came back from here and got to, got to peek at this. And from what I understand, what we're looking at is this would almost be the view from waiting in line for, at registration. This registration would be right behind you. You're right? exactly right. We're, okay. we, take, we, we take three floors for this show. Um, and, and right behind you where those, those, those wood pattern walls are, that would be where the main session is. And, and this picture was taken by registration. So. Okay. Yep. So that's where you'll register and then you'll go in there for the general assembly. That's where these, these keynote speakers will be upstairs. You see kind of a mezzanine and what Bart and I are doing is we're putting, there's going to, that's where the expo hall will be. There's some seating that's up there as well. And we're going to be setting up uh, a little section so we can have sit down uh, interviews and conversations live right there at the summit. So I'll have some information coming out about that, but that will be right upstairs outside the expo hall where that mezzanine is. And then downstairs is the breakout sessions, right? Down Correct. those escalators. Okay. Okay. So, um, so let's do this. There's an article. I have it that Jason Unrow uh, published just recently about why fixed ops managers need to experience driving sales. And he's got some talking points in there. And Jason, by the way, was just on our program uh, three, I think about three weeks ago uh, with Catherine Swan from IntelliCheck. Uh, So this article stood out for me and Jason's on vacation. So he doesn't even know that we're talking about his article, but let's get your take on, on, on this Bart. Why do, why do you believe that fixed ops managers need to be at trade shows and specifically at driving say, at the executive summit. Yeah, I'm glad you made. I'm glad you generalized it for for trade shows uh, in general, um, because I think it's important that the fixed operations is a key um, component as as you look at your your operation moving forward. You think about this omni experience that we talked about earlier, Ryan, and you know it's not just about selling a vehicle. Um, it's about servicing the the vehicle and and putting the customer into that infrastructure that you've built um, to be able to drive that. And, you know, historically, a lot of fixed operations has taken a backseat when it comes to innovation. Um, And I'm not talking about, you know, a new alignment rack. I'm talking about, you know, putting the things in place that will, from a marketing perspective or, or from an operational perspective, that will drive this forward. And I feel like that that, that fixed operations could be the tip of the spear when we think about Omni experience. You know, we have online schedulers. We have, we have different tools that we can use in our, in, our, in our dealerships. But if we really built an Omni experience, you know, what would that look like? And so it, you, you want those, those leaders uh, that, that are going to be driving this at, at, at some of these shows. You, you can't get this insight sitting on your couch. You need to go and, and interact with other people and get this uh, firsthand. You know, this came up, I had Sean Welsh on last week. Uh, and and uh, it came, part of our conversation did get into the challenge of conferences 
and and summits and whatnot, because when we look at a presentation and, or a breakout session, typically you're getting information from a vendor, typically from a vendor that's designed to really explain or, or build a case for why you need their product. Um, and if you think of all the professionals in the business, right, you're, you know, you might get a thousand at, at one event, a, you know, 500 at another, it's a pretty small number of people relative to the larger, to the larger pool. Um, you know, print, yeah, there's people that, you know, you're only going to reach them through print. There's people that you're only going to reach through digitally. Uh, and then there's people, there's a small number. I think you'll reach through, through these summits. So I, I think you're right. And that's why the the article stood out for me is you have to get you for dealers specifically, you got to get them out of the uh, store to really grab to really grab their attention. Um, and fixed ops in general, part service is making, uh, the, you know, is definitely making some inroads this year as far as getting dealers' attention. Uh, I did a, a, a panel just uh, earlier this month on the used car business. And one of the panelists, uh, he, he even specified, he's, he gave three tips for dealers moving, in, you know, moving forward. One of them was you have to think outside the box. You have to be willing to innovate and embrace change, which I was hoping we could talk a little bit about, but we might run out of time. Uh, another one of his points was you need to focus on used cars. And his third one was you need to, you need to get profitable and fix stops, like really streamline your fixed stops. Um, speaking of fixed ops, I'll bring up uh, revolution parts here. Let me just share here. So, as I mentioned, Fixed Ops Digital was one of our sponsors, and I'm, I'm highlighting them today because we have these new partnerships with companies in the Fixed Ops, uh, the fixed ops space. And so Revolution Parts provides uh, really the number one way for, new, for car dealers to sell parts online. It's a true e-commerce solution. So when we talk about digital retailing and e-commerce and automotive, we're a long ways from buying a car online. I even had a guy say the other day, if, if we think we're going to, if cars are going to um, drive themselves, they got to be able to sell themselves too. <laughs> really, really good contrast. But uh, Revolution Parts offers streamlined tools and solutions for driving profit in fixed ops, in the fixed ops department. And so if you're ready to take advantage of all the revenue channels in your dealership, then come talk to the parts commerce experts at Revolution Parts. And we appreciate the support from both fixed ops digital and Revolution Parts. So, all right. So I think we, we covered the keynotes, right? You've got Omnichannel. You've got some digital retailing research, retention, uh, Clint, the undercover millennial, organizational culture, SEO. Uh, what, about, um, what about this beast mode thing? I think you, I saw something about beast mode. That's new, right? Yeah, I'm excited for, for beast mode. It was kind of a little skunkworks project that we put together. The thought is, let's get some of the top operators in the country, dealerships on the main stage to tell us what they're doing from a growth perspective or from an innovation perspective. And so I'm putting together a list of some of the top uh, dealers in the country that are going to get up. They're going to talk for a few minutes on something that they're doing in their organization that's led to dramatic growth 
or that's really shifted the needle or, or you know, flipped the model on, on how their store operates. And they'll have a little bit of a panel. So we, we've actually got two of those, one right before lunch and right after lunch. Um, I, I always feel like that, that to, to your point, Ryan, one of, the, one of the, the problems with this space is the experts, the vendors are the ones sharing a lot of the ideas. Now, they, they've got great insight. They, they do it for a living, and they're in multiple dealerships. But to have a, an owner-operator or someone who's in the trenches actually show how they did it, um, to me, is, is it's exciting. And so uh, we are going to have that on Monday on the main stage, and, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, so that'll be kind of like a panel, you're saying? Um, not a panel per se. There will be a, a panel element, but like we're going to get um, these three dealers to get up there for 10 minutes and explain how they, why, what they did and how they did it and what okay. it meant to the organization. And then after that, we'll have a little bit of Q&A. Okay, good. I, we need so much more of that. We need dealers coming on, sharing. And I don't think it's just about them sharing what works. I think we need to talk about things that dealers have tried that just didn't work out. Right. I think if we can share some of those failures or just ideas that didn't execute, that'd be good, too. So others can learn from that and build on that and maybe even get feedback. So, so cool. Beast mode is new. Sounds nice. Now, typically you have uh, the Innovation Cup. So um, you're doing that this year? Yeah, just just like, you know, we you know, talked the Silicon Valley angle. It's TechCrunch Disrupt, right? We, we bring in we bring in and we have a dealer panel that selects all of our speakers and this dealer panel. Uh, selects applicant five finalists from all the application for a product that's that's brand new this year. Some of them haven't even launched yet, or that um, that are have been significantly retooled in the last twelve months. And those five finalists compete on stage. It's like Shark Tank, right? We have three judges, dealer judges on the stage. Excuse me, they ask some Q and A, and then we have dealer audiences in the, the dealer judges in the audience that actually nominate and vote on the most innovative solution. And, this is like the ninth year we've done this. It's a lot. Yeah. Of fun. yeah. And I think that you're going to announce the contestants in the next week or two. Yeah. Next week we'll be able to launch the, announce the five finals. Okay. All right. And then how about uh, there's the best idea contest? Yeah. That's, it's, it's just like your dealer, your, your 20 group, you know, everybody comes in best idea, put a little bit of money in the middle of the table and vote on who wins. We, we've kind of blown it up to a, a huge scale. We get, five uh, finalists that are dealership employees with a really creative idea. Um, and uh, the de- same thing, the dealer panel judges them and the most innovative solution gets three grand. Um, everybody who, uh, every one of the dealers wins at least a thousand bucks. And, and you know, the, uh, the, the winner uh, gets three grand plus bragging rights with everybody else. All right. Very cool. I'm going to share my screen again here. This is the announcement about today's show. And you can see we've got uh, the driving sales, the, uh, the, the summit banners up there. And folks, you can get $100 off your registration with promo code ACDSES19. Please use that code. It will let Bart and his team know that uh, you pay attention uh, to, uh, to what we do over here. Uh, whether you're a vendor or a dealer, you can use that code. And explain something, Bart, that I didn't realize for vendors when they purchase uh, when they register for a pass you're bundling in two dealer passes with that is that correct yeah we really we really are disciplined on maintaining our dealer vendor ratio or I'll call it our dealer other ratio because we throw OEMs and, and suppliers anybody else in that mix and so if you are a vendor and you want to just attend the show uh, you know it's not cheap it's not cheap to go 
but one of the things that you do get is not only are you buying your vendor pass, but you get two dealer passes with it. So, so if you think about, you go to your biz dev guys and you're like, we're, we're trying to chase down uh, this dealer group or we've got a huge opportunity here, or maybe, you know what, this, this relationship's on the rocks. You can bring them to DSES, um, you know, wine and dine them and, and really uh, use that opportunity uh, to, to develop the relationship. So any vendor who, who sponsors, we all, we do the same thing. If you sponsor, you get, you know, complimentary dealer passes to be able to share. And if you buy just your registration, uh, if you decide to go that route, same thing. You get those, you get those dealer passes. I love it. That's a, that's a truly good idea. So, uh, so yeah, folks get registered. Uh, like I said, if you're a vendor, you still get the discount and you get some f- dealer passes and it's a great way to, I think, add value to any relationship that you have. Um, Jason, by the way, is tuned in and I, he, uh, he's, he's on vacation, but he's, he was able to tune in. So Jason, it's great to have you. Uh, up here and tuning in. Thanks for being here. Um, so let me share something, folks, as we wind down. You know, I mentioned it's Ranger Day. I always, every week, try to find something fun to talk about uh, to honor either something relevant to tech and day and connectivity or just relevant to how we get around. And so that's what Ranger, Ranger Day is. Um, but if you're not already subscribed to autoconverse.com, be sure to do that because what will happen is when we announce the new shows, you'll get an email like this letting you know what the, what the focus is, what we're going to be talking about, who's going to be on, just a lot of great uh, information that's in there. And as you can see, I got a couple items lined up. Uh, I'll start with, with more of the, the really lighthearted one that Tesla is going to now uh, very soon be supporting Netflix and YouTube live streaming. Um, so that's now the, the the announcement about it came from Elon. He said it's only going to be available when the car is in is in parked mode, so not 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 moving. But once the vehicles are fully autonomous, then you'll be able to stream uh, while while you're in motion. Uh, Bart, you have a Tesla? Are you in the Tesla camp yet? I am not in. I do not have a Tesla. <laughs> Tesla's really shaking. They sold. They didn't hit their their uh, projections for the last two quarters. But I know in Q4 of last year, they sold uh, just over 90,000 units. And they're, they, I think they were around 60,000 in, in Q1. Q2, or they're right around 75. So they're getting out there. Uh, anyone that you know tunes into my shows knows that where I stand on autonomous vehicles, I don't... Will vehicles be 100% autonomous at some point? Sure. Maybe, but there's always going to be an operator in there. Uh, obviously, there's passengers, but just like planes, right? Just like uh, public, tra- uh, you know, trains. There's an operator behind, you know, uh, manning these machines. So I don't know. What do you think about live streaming in your TV or in your Tesla? I mean, is that is that that's something we need? Does that does that interest you at all? I, I think it's a great way for Elon to to stay relevant. I mean, you know what I mean? Like to have something new to push out. But I, I think that, that Tesla's, especially their Q2, their, their Q2 earnings, um, they're getting a little bit of negative press. And, and it will be interesting to see when the new car comes out, if they can maintain those margins. So I think anything that they can do to like, hey, we're, we're shaking it up again. We're the, we're the company that shakes everything up. But I think it makes sense. Well, they definitely know how to, uh, to push. I, I just heard a report that Porsche – Porsche's coming out with their all electric 
uh, vehicle. I think it's the Tacan, if I recall. It's going to be priced at around $75,000. So yeah, Tesla's, not only do they have to get the units out there, I mean, to give you some contrast, Ford sells over a million cars a month, you know, and Tesla's trying to get to a hundred thousand. So, uh, that's, that's like talking about Carvana compared to CarMax, <laughs> just from a contrast standpoint. Now, what I did think was, uh, noteworthy of that's more kind of practical is, uh, earlier this year, Elon came out and said, Hey, we're going to close a bunch of retail stores because they're not profitable and we don't need them. Then I think 10 days later, he came out and said, nope, we're going to keep them open. And now he just announced they're going to start adding service centers to these retail, uh, to these retail stores. So speaking of, of fixed ops, you know, Tesla's kind of realizing, hey, we need, to be there, you know, we need to be a service center. There's a transactional customer experience component beyond just getting the car. So there's a new development for you. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I feel. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. The, the the dealerships today have such an advantage. They have that distributor point that that a lot of online retailers wish they had. Um, and and I think that that uh, the the real key is how how can dealerships create more of an experiential experience? Maybe we don't need those, you know, ten thousand square foot facilities to be able to provide that. But the service components there, and I think. You know, it's kind of fun to watch, uh, you know, Tesla grow from have its growing pains as they try to scale and realize that before long, they're going to look like a dealership and act like a dealership. You know, I've, I foresee, if you think about dealerships and, you know, I, I tend to refer to dealers more as retailers, they're auto retailers. And as I was saying off the air, the dealers, retailers are in such a great spot because they are the transactional component of people's transportation, their mobility needs. And for the most part, dealerships tend to be congregated in an area, right? You have the auto miles and the auto malls. So when you, I know here in Chicago, you know, I, you, you can drive to an area and there's, you know, five, 10 dealerships within a mile from each other. I really see, especially as consolidation become, you know, moves in the direction it is where I think it's something like right now we have, you know, upwards of 20,000 dealerships out there owned by, I think, 15, you know, 15 or 16,000 entities, whereas it's projected by 2030, all of these retail centers are going to be owned by about 8,000 entities. I mean, think about that. That's massive consolidation. So I just always see dealerships today, uh, the dealerships we know today as really being more of these uh, hubs, if you will, these mobility hubs for consumers, for fleet, even for public transportation. Everything's kind of going to converge around a lot of these brick and mortars. And, and you know, dealers are spending a lot of money to make their, uh, their facilities, you know, a place that you would spend time in. Like when you go to an airport these days, you expect nice amenities and high ceilings and good air and lots of cool things to do. So that's my, that's how I see things happening. I'd love to hear, uh, you know, if you have a vision for uh, vision for the future for dealers. Well, I think that makes, that makes a lot of sense. It's going to be interesting to see. I, I think that, that it, it's, it's a great time to be involved in automotive. I started in dealerships in 98. Uh, so I, I, I have, you know, as been since the sixties, but I, but I've been able to see a lot of this 
this evolution and I, and a lot of this advancement and see how it's speeding up. And this is a, this is a pivotal, this is a great time to be in the business. It's a really fun time. I had a friend of mine a couple of years ago said he was getting so bored with the auto industry because it's just the same as it's always been. And I thought, I don't think so, man. I'm like, it's getting, it's getting hot and exciting. So, um, and I think a lot of people are really seeing that. Well, Bart, I appreciate you taking the time. It's great to have you up here. Yeah, it's great to be here. So uh, we'll let Bart uh, exit out and I'll just take a moment to wind down the show. But um, uh, Driving Sales Executive Summit, get yourself registered. Like I said, you get $100 off registration uh, with our promo code ACDSES19. And uh, if you're a vendor and buy a pass, it'll come bundled with two free dealer passes as well. So let's, uh, let's put the icing on the cake here. I'm going to share my screen one last time. Again, uh, you're tuned into the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show. We do this every Wednesday at 2 o'clock Central. And if you're subscribed to autoconverse.com, you'll get an email announcement about that with some links in there. And one of those links that are in there uh, is to the show sign up page. And what you want to do, here's what you want to do. First off, we will send you a link to the show each week before it starts, about, a, about uh, 15 minutes before it starts. Send you a link to the show. Just text the keyword autoconverse to 64600. And thanks to everyone that's been doing that. We have over 100 uh, uh, SMS subscribers now, and that's great to see. Um, also, once the show, once the stream ends, it gets unlisted on YouTube. And so the only way to catch the replay is if you have the link to the show. Well, how can you get the link to the show? A couple ways. You can come here to the show sign-up page or the, or the announcement. We put it in there. Um, if you're subscribed or registered with the show, then you'll receive a link to it automatically through email. Best bet, other than the SMS code, is to subscribe to our YouTube channel. So look down here. There's a link to our YouTube channel. And turn on notifications, hit that bell, and then that'll send you a link to the show uh, every time that we schedule it. And now we have something new here. We are opening up our Slack network to general members. And so simply by registering with the show, you will automatically re receive an invite to our Slack network. You'll have access to all the public channels there and we'll add you to the show channel, AC on Air, and we put a link to the show in there as well. So those are the different ways that you can tune in. Uh, shouts out again, to Sean Welsh from Carb is Done Better for joining us last week and shouts out to Bart Wilson for this week. And next week we have Austin, uh, uh, sorry, Austin Ledgerwood from Cover Genius joining us and talk about some uh, innovative insurance, uh, innovative insurance solutions that are unfolding here in the shared economies that we were just talking about. Um, Ryan Girardi, and once again, this is our final uh, promo Everyone that tuned in here, let us know. We'll we will automatically enter you to win two free passes to Digital Dealer coming up in August. I'll be at the Fixed Ops Digital booth. I'm going to be setting up uh, interviews through the booth there. So if you're interested, let me know. I'm going to talk a lot about Fixed Ops for those two days that were there. Ryan Girardi, happy World Ranger Day. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of the day and great rest of your week.
This is Audiburst Media.